0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information.
1: Welcome to the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm Lynn Galadner, and I've dedicated my life to sharing stories of how people make meaning in their work and find purpose in their lives. On this podcast, we're going to talk about some of the great ideas and activities people do every day to make the world a better place and provide inspiration for others. So much of the meaning we find comes from interacting with great people, developing relationships that are mutually beneficial, and doing work that inspires everyone. I hope you'll be inspired by the people you meet here. We all need to find a way to make meaning in the mundane. Welcome back to the Make Meaning Podcast. Today, I have the delight of speaking with someone who was a client early in my PR and marketing years, Julie Silver, who has a master's degree in social work from Wayne State University and is a board-certified acupuncturist registered in the state of Michigan. Julie completed her traditional Chinese medicine education at Midwest College of Oriental Medicine in Chicago. She is the founder of Michigan Associates of Acupuncture and Integrative Medicine in West Bloomfield, Where I actually am a very avid, uh, client as well. So today I get to speak with Julie about her practice, her life and her journey to make meaning and find purpose. Welcome to the Make Meaning Podcast, Julie.
0: Hi, Lynn. Thanks so much for having me. It is my pleasure.
1: Delight. Oh, yes. I, you know, I've always admired you. And in returning to become an acupuncture patient over the past few months, I was reminded about how deliberately and authentically you have built a brand and a message. And as a, a marketing consultant uh, focused on business messaging, I, it, it makes me so happy every time i see your logo every time i read something you email so kudos to you on amazing uh business presence
0: well oh, thank you so much really it comes so organically and um you know, kind of has grown from the ground up versus from you know something I've created yeah. instantaneously. That's for sure.
1: Well, yeah. What I'd like to do, and I think we'll, we can talk about that and how you do create the brand and the message and maintain it a little bit later in the show. But I wanted to start just by sharing with our listeners about your journey. Um, you know, what led you to study acupuncture and traditional Chinese medicine, and maybe even educate our listeners a little bit about what that means and and how it helps people. So it's a load good Question, but maybe we can start with how you um, found it and was, and were inspired to build a career out of it.
0: Sure, absolutely. Um, Acupuncture is actually my third career. Ah. Um, you know, I have a master's in social work, and and shortly after I graduated, I moved from Michigan to Chicago and um, worked for about eight to ten years working with older adults. My specialty was gerontology. Oh wow! And um, I I worked a lot in retirement housing, helping them make transition from living on their own into a, you know, what would be called an independent living, but continuing care retirement community. I was the frontline person. And, you know, and so over the years, you know, that was a really gratifying career. And, And at some point, I, you know, parlayed into more sales and marketing, sure. um, in which I worked in healthcare sales. And actually what's interesting about that, as I think it through, is it was my dissatisfaction with the second career that got me into the third, which is acupuncture. Wow. Um, I actually worked in um, nursing homes and hospitals. I was a sales um rep selling therapy products and okay. that exposed me largely in nursing homes
1: sure.
0: uh, within, within the city of Chicago to just how really poor quality the care could be yeah. in a setting like that as well as how nutrition and self-care, the importance of that in in preventing people from ending up in a bad health situation. So yeah, for probably five or six years, I was doing that and um, I just saw how bad. Things could get.
1: It's interesting because, you know, we start out when we're younger thinking we know what we want to do, which I, as in my age now, I laugh because I think, how could I have known? And then our life journey takes us to places where it opens our eyes and sensibilities in ways that we can discover new paths and new passions, which it sounds like it happened for you.
0: Definitely. Yeah. I mean, through seeing how pork. Poor care could get in at the same time myself being a patient of acupuncture, I was always a searcher, okay. and having had some health issues in my life, I was always seeking out what would be more called preventative medicine, sure. at that time, alternative medicine i don't like to use that word, but um right, right. so everything kind of came together, my dissatisfaction with you know the state of healthcare care, my own personal journey, and it all landed on my lap with a newspaper article in the Chicago Tribune in which I was reading that. Uh, the, about an acupuncture school, and I had honestly never really thought about going or mm. n- knew that there were schools, and um, sure, and it all came together, and I, the next thing I knew, I was registered as an, an, an acupuncture school.
1: So interesting that you were already a patient. What inspired you to first seek out acupuncture along your journey?
0: You know, I think because of my own personal experience with the medical industry early on as a child, as well as the care that I saw, I was always seeking more you know, holistic approaches. That was yeah. my first line of defense. So sure. along with going to acupuncture, if I had a cold or I wasn't feeling well or a lot of times stress or, right, right. Um, you know, women's health issues, I would go for acupuncture and mm. it was just the results were amazing. So, yes. um it was just, I became educated and, and then sure. soon enough I was able to educate others. Yeah.
1: And I love that you don't want to use the word alternative because it makes it sound fringe or questionable. And, you know, I, I follow the same philosophy that you do about health, very holistic and what is a natural approach before, um, I take a heavily medicated approach. And I've always been like that as a parent, but also for myself. And I find I don't get sick as often as other people might. And I, um, seek remedies or treatments that are compatible with the way the body heals itself. I mean, it's interesting because, um, You know, and I don't know anything about the details here, but I had a girlfriend from college who when she had her first child, she was from Taiwan. Her mother came over from Taiwan when the baby was born, stayed for a month and was making her broths and teas and all different um, herbal remedies that she was taking to help her heal from the birth, uh, produce milk for breastfeeding and lose the weight. And within a month of having the baby, she was like back on track. And it just amazed me because it was all natural. It was all holistic, you know? Right. And I think, I don't know if that ties in with traditional Chinese medicine, but um, there certainly are secrets in our nutrition and in nature um, and the way we live that help promote good health. I would, you know. Right,
0: absolutely. Yeah, Chinese medicine, I always say, um, you know, we view the body a lot like a tree. We have lots of branches to our body and we have lots of branches to the tree. Sure. Um if we just try to water one branch, the likelihood of the tree growing lessens. If we water the roots of the branch and the roots of the tree, the whole body flourishes and that's how I view Chinese medicine that we really have to look at and treat and understand the whole
1: body. That is beautiful. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. That's really beautiful absolutely so you pivoted your career twice um into your third career and um i'm sure people listening are still searching for their purpose or trying to figure out you know am i on the right career path um how did you transition from one career to another do you have any any reflections that could help our listeners
0: yeah you know what's interesting is i think back you know Everything led up into to the moment of transitioning, but the moment of transitioning was, was actually pretty harsh. Hmm. You know, the last job I had in before I became an acupuncturist, I quit. Huh. Um, I knew I wasn't happy. I knew that I wanted something else. The conditions under which I was not so much working under but going into, and I mentioned nursing care and hospitals, sure. and were just so upsetting to me that I, I literally <laughs> walked in, in one day and I said, I'm oh. done. Oh. I didn't have another job. I didn't have a full plan, but it was taking that leap of faith. I Mm -hmm. think in a moment like where the organic world pushed me, that the world opened up. And really the same thing happened with my ending the retirement into the healthcare field. And I won't go into that, but it's a very similar situation Hmm. where everything led up to that moment. The moment itself was harsh, but then again, the world kind of opened up and and everything came together when I followed my gut.
1: That's really important to trust your instincts and to, to look for the signs the universe is sending you because they're there. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. They, they
1: say leap in the net will appear.
0: <laughs> you know? Right, for sure.
1: So as we mentioned at the beginning of our conversation, I've always been impressed with your thoughtful messaging and branding around your practice. Um, and I hope that when we post this episode on our website, on the yourppl.com website, I can include your logo so I can show people how beautiful it is. Um, but tell, me a little bit about how you came to articulate your vision and the impact your practice has on patients so incredibly well.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's a that's a good question. <laughs> my my vision and the development of my messaging has also happened and grown over a period of time. It wasn't again a wake up and go, I have everything. Sure. I started as a very small practice, i. e. just me. Uh-huh. I remember my first logo was actually a logo of a tree. <laughs> um and as you know now it's not it's not a tree. Right. It's, it's well I can't it's It's unusual, but we'll, we'll leave that. But, but the point being is, is both the development of my branding, both from a visual as well as the messaging has happened with a lot of heart and Mm -hmm. a lot of people involved, including, you know, my whole team here. Mm -hmm. Um, And it keeps developing. I feel that, you know, our practice and to have a successful practice and business um, you never stop growing. You Mm -hmm. never stop learning. We never stop changing. And um, our behind-the-scenes, I will say, is very well-intentioned of goodness and good health for people, and that mm-hmm. drives us to give a message that is consistent and visually beautiful, and of course, due to our wonderful graphic designer, yes. but also you know, with the heart and the consistency that goes with it. I Wonderful. hope
1: that made sense. Yeah, no, it does. And I, you know, I wonder also, um, I think this probably ties into your messaging and your vision. I mean, I think it's how you create a sustainable practice that thrives, but I know that you've had um some of the people on your team really a long time and that consistency and that uh, loyalty and duration says that you're doing something right as a practice and as a leader. You know, do you have any nuggets of wisdom for our listeners about how to manage well how to lead your team so that everybody succeeds
0: <laughs> ah Look, that, too, is a loaded question. Um, Sorry. <laughs> I think that I take good care of my team members, uh-huh. um, you know, I would say financially and, and providing a really comfortable work environment sure. and a happy place to go to work. I take our practice very seriously. Um, we do a lot of marketing. We and I say everybody, but the business itself, we've invested a lot in, sure. you know, social media and our website and, and you know, I, as a business owner, I can constantly... Constantly kind of behind the scenes, prodding and pushing, some may say, Um, you know, everybody on the team to continue to do the legwork to build the practice. Um, But I think for the most part, what I can tell, you know, when I'm not being completely annoying, everybody does like (laughs) coming to work. Yeah. Everybody does like coming here. And we do we have I mean the you know everywhere Monica has been here thirteen years, and you know our, our more newer acupunctures is starting her fourth year, okay, and we're actually looking for a fifth, so oh wow i'm hoping I'm hoping to find another person who wants to jump on the ship for a long period of time,
1: sure, yeah, I will tell you, um you know, when I decided to go back to acupuncture um I just immediately called because I'd been there before and I really trust you and your practice and there is a a practice much closer to where I live um, that is actually even a little less expensive But and yours is not expensive. I don't mean to say that, but I wouldn't even consider it because I just know that I trust your brand and your expertise so much that it doesn't matter where I live, I'm going to drive to come to your practice because um, I just love the way that I feel when I go there and that's yeah. priceless. I, I just really commend you on what you've built and it's it's quite inspiring.
0: Thank you. That's a nice compliment. I yeah. appreciate
1: it. Yeah. So, um, you know, I was thinking about how we talked about this a little bit earlier, too, but that, you know, often in Western society, people sort of look askew at um, Eastern medicine or something, a practice that's unfamiliar within the realm of Western medicine. And so I wondered what your thoughts are about how the importance of remaining open to other ways of doing things and even other belief systems to sort of create your own menu of what works for your total health. I mean you know, how, doesn't that tie into philosophy and being open to possibilities? I mean, I think that's
0: an ideal is that people are open and people do take responsibility for their health. And I will say that it's interesting in different parts of the country, we find that people and are more aware of their choices and, you know, that acupuncture and other modalities are more of an integrated part. Michigan and this area Although we've come a really long way, I've been doing this 18 years. Um, there's still a, a real conservative, skeptic nature um, in general, and a and a doctor-driven um, mentality. That, and even more importantly, an insurance-driven mentality, which is, you know, also a very changing landscape that makes makes things a little bit more difficult. Yeah, I think not so much to build a practice, but we're constantly educating people and in a very basic way, which, um, you know, is not always the case. Right. Again, different areas.
1: Right. Well, it's interesting, yeah. too, because I think some modes of medical treatment are treating symptoms. Others are treating, like you said, the roots, you know, and really getting to what's underlying a sickness or an, an unease. And I think it's it's so important to think about, you know, what is at the root cause of of this state of being and how can we change that so that we really do reach true health, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, so I wonder, you know, I've been thinking a lot about how our society is so, you know, quote unquote sick, um, you know, whether it's obesity or some of the illnesses that come with the way we live, the way we eat, the the sedentary lifestyles we have and all of that. And then I started feeling a little more philosophical and was wondering what you think, you know, is that, really an outcome of not being true to ourselves or not trusting that inner voice or, you know, what are your thoughts about that, about the state of ill health in our country right now?
0: Yeah, um, that's, that's a good question. I think it is a very complex issue. Yeah. Um, Let's take obesity, for example. Um, in, in women, because that's of interest to me. Sure. A lot of times we'll see women of my age in my 50s that are obese, but it, and it isn't only eating. I mean, it's a complex nature sure. of diet, of hormones, of inflammation in the body, mm-hmm. of metabolic issues, oftentimes autoimmune, um, that parlay. So I think that, you know... Um, and it's that's from the inside out and then we have the outside in which is like you said the environment sure. you know breathing in air that's toxic exposure to chemicals um, stress i mean there's so many variables um and there isn't really any one answer. I I don't think everybody's different. Everybody's body's different. Yeah. Um. You know. I think it's an it's a, f- a whole body approach, which does definitely include traditional medicine as mm-hmm. well as what I like to call complementary medicine.
1: Yeah. 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 Just your own menu of of treatments and practices that work for you. I mean, meditation is a huge health builder. Um. You know. I I regularly hike in nature no matter what the weather is because. I, it just restores my energy and enthusiasm and perspective, frankly. And I'm sure it does wonders for my health that, you know, so I think there are so many things we can do to um, lead ourselves in the direction of positive health and, and lasting health as well. So. Go ahead, Julie, what were you going to say?
0: Yeah, I was going to say one of the things um, that really has become important to me in my life is having gratitude.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, I work hard every day at developing a gratitude list. Oh. And I come to work and I really try to come from that place with my team members. Again, not always perfect, but, but there have been a number of studies that have shown that actually practicing gratitude can affect our not just our emotional being, but mm-hmm. our physical being,
1: really, so I, and
0: it's such a simple tool to, yeah you know to make a list of what we're grateful for every day,
1: so you do this every morning I do, and yep, then I do. do you what do you do with it? Do you just sort of keep it with you or do you share it, or how do you what? well i
0: I have two things. One is I do my own gratitude list in a little notebook, but okay. I also have a texting group, and okay. we text gratitude uh our gratitude list to each other every day.
1: that is so nice, so, Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's really important. And that also speaks volumes about the people you surround yourself with that do either complement or uh, trigger <laughs> health reactions, too, right? It's really important to choose who you surround yourself with.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, Make positive choices, set healthy boundaries.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And share your gratitude with others who are doing the same. I love that.
0: Absolutely. Right.
1: So Julie Silver, I wanted to ask you before we finish our lovely conversation today, if you have any advice to give our listeners about how they can find their meaning or build their purpose, either through their work or through their lives.
0: You know, I would say, again, there is not any one thing. Um, I would say one day at a time,
1: Mm -hmm. take
0: life one day at a time, don't run away. From difficult feelings and times in our life or mm-hmm. your life, mm-hmm. it's important to cu- cultivate the tools and resources that will support each of us in getting through difficult times yes. you know physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually will make make everything easier. I think that we are complex human beings we live in a complex world and we need a multitude of resources, you know, and I and I don't even mean financial at all. I mean within our toolbox to lead a healthy life physically, emotionally, mentally and spiritually. Yeah. So, take well, it slow, one day at a time, and it all works out.
1: I love it. Wonderful wisdom and wonderful words to end on. So, Julie Silver, uh, president and founder of Michigan Associates of Acupuncture and Integrative Medicine. Thank you so much for being on the Make Meeting podcast today.
0: Oh, thank you so much, Lynn. I really appreciate your time.
1: Thank you. I'm going to
0: put you on my gratitude list today.
1: Thank you. Oh, I'm so grateful. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) Thank you all for listening to the Make Meaning Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm Lynn Galadner, and I've really enjoyed being here with you today. You can find the Make Meaning Podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, and I'd love it if you'd share our great conversations with all your people so we can add meaning wherever we go and whatever we do.